Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort and Casino hotline 780-496-0063. The River Cree Resort and Casino excitement bet on it. And you can text us at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors. 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. Open Monday to Saturday. Bob Stoffer in Washington. Brendan Escott and Kellen Kennedy back in Edmonton. More coming up with uh, Brendan with the Orders Now Prospect Report for Reface Magic. This day in Orders History for New West Travel. Louis DeBrusque will join us as will Al May. Louis DeBrusque's appearances are brought to you by GCL Diesel. Cam and Lauren and the staff at GCL Diesel providing service, genuine diesel parts, and turbochargers at great prices for over 50 years. Visit GCLDiesel.com. Well, uh, returning from the Boston Bruins, Father Strip will be working tomorrow's game and looking to get the Oilers' uh, fortunes turned around after Edmonton dropped the first three games of the road trip. We welcome back to the show Louis DeBrusque. Hi, Louis. How are you? Doing well, Bob. Yeah, thanks for putting that on my shoulders. Um, yeah, you know what? Things obviously haven't continued to take off for Edmonton when I left and obviously with uh, you know Chris coming in for his first couple of games and getting into some winning ways that hasn't carried over on the road and yeah, a lot of discussions right now. I mean, I've heard you talk the last few days. I know I've been doing my research and kind of digging in as to what's been happening, and it's kind of the same old stuff right now for this team, isn't it? It is. Uh, this has tended to be a tough combination of games over the years. Uh, we did the Washington, I think we went with well, the one year, yeah. Washington, Tampa, Florida, Carolina. This time it was Tampa, Florida, Carolina, Washington. The All four of these teams are playoff teams right now. Um, you know, the simplest way for me is you just look at the save percentage. It's the second worst save percentage of any team yeah. through the first 18 games in the last 20 years. It's tough to overcome that. Uh, I look at, you know, the teams invested a lot of money on the left side of the defense to settle down the D. That hasn't come to fruition. There was a couple of those guys hurt to start the year. Um, some would say the right side of the defense isn't better. Louis, I will mention, there are teams hoping to capitalize on the Oilers' failures uh, out of the gate, trying to poach a guy like Evan Bouchard, you know, throwing a lifeline there. That is not happening. Uh, and then you got, to me, perhaps the most bizarre thing is just Connor McDavid last year and, and Leon Dreisaitl, Louis, combined for 116 goals in 82 games. Right? That's like 1.3 goals per game. And then the Oilers' last... Uh, 15 games the team has gone uh, 4, 10 and 1 those guys have 6 goals so they're not scoring the big guns aren't scoring bailing them out, they're not getting stops Um, 
And despite having some decent shot metrics, they're not getting wins. And everybody, Louie, is up in arms uh, back in Edmonton. And you know that because you have friends reaching out. And they're probably saying the same thing that people reach out to me. What the hell's going on with this team right now? The biggest question, I get it asked everywhere. And I got it asked a lot on this trip and the buildings that I was in, respectively. Because Edmonton's a team that everybody's watching. I mean, that's the thing that, you know, you and I have talked about for years, and especially building up in the last four years, that this team is starting to make a lot of noise in the National Hockey League. Teams are talking about the Oilers because of the way they're playing and because of how talented they are. And when you see a team like that start to grow, and I think that's why this is so disappointing, is that expectation increased every year. And when you come into a season like this, there's a lot of weight on a team to perform and to win. And it just hasn't happened. And, you know, quite frankly, at this stage of the game for me, and, you know, just looking over video again, looking at goals, how they're being scored against, I'm a little shocked that they haven't made adjustments and been able to figure this out. I truly am. I don't understand why they haven't been able to figure this out. It really comes down for me, and I know you brought up goaltending. Of course you need to have great goaltending. I saw two great goaltenders in Boston when I was there for the dad's trip, both of those guys. Phenomenal goalies right now, giving their team a chance to win each and every night. They truly are. And it's the reason why they're the top team in the National Hockey League. That combined with a lot of other things that that team does well. But... I'm not going to sit here and just point the finger at goaltending. I'm sorry, I'm not. Yeah. When you go, if you just go back and review goals that have been scored against the Edmonton Oilers this year, it's just plainly too easy to score on this team. It's too easy. And, and until they get more difficult to play against and more difficult to get chances against and more difficult to get second and third opportunities against, this is what's going to happen. Because I know you said this before. You and I briefly chatted about this. I talked to Jack a little bit before coming in. You look at the previous two games to Carolina. And speaking of Carolina, the first three goals against, do you honestly think that's Stuart Skinner's fault? Louis, I said they could have a combination. Are, are you absolutely of, kidding me? I, I look at George Vesna. Like, I, I yeah. just go, okay, you know what? I would take, I would score those goals. And you know how good my hands are. In tight around the net, backdoor tap ins, rebound off to the left. There's a guy off to the right, too. Nobody's covering him. Five guys yeah. around the puck, nobody's taking anybody. I'm tell, we've talked about this before. We've talked about this before in years where they've been able to pull through, tighten up, and make the playoffs. This is not a new thing. This has happened to this team before. It just so happens that right now, it seems like it's taken on a different life. It's happening a little bit too often. It's happening a little bit too regularly in games where they have the lead. Case in point, Tampa Bay. Three times they had to lead in that game. Florida, twice they had to lead in that game. So, for me, I'm not worried about the offense. I know that's how this started was with Connor and with Leon. And, yeah, they're struggling this year, no question. They're just not the same players. Their body language is terrible. I know they're frustrated. Of course they're frustrated. They're losing games. These guys want to win. They don't care about individual stats anymore. They truly don't. I absolutely believe that. They just want to win. And when they're not performing and the team's not winning, of course they're going to be ugly and disappointed. Because this is all they think about all the time. Now, saying that, they scored enough goals to win hockey games. It's about keeping it out of the net. And I'm going to keep pushing on that until this team gets more disciplined and harder to play against. 
And and quite frankly, I know that Chris talked about this again. I mean, he, he's mentioned this a few times, the details of the game, the things that don't take, that take little to no skill at all to do. It's about buckling down. It's about coming together as a team one game at a time. I don't care what they have to go to make the playoffs. I don't care what the projected number is for playoffs. What I do care about, though, is game by game, shift by shift. You literally have to break this down, compartmentalize this, and go out there each and every shift and try and be better than the players that are across from you. Simple as that. That's the only way you dig under this. Louie, I had a person from the Vegas team the organization say to me, Bob, your best forward at getting pucks against the wall came in a league as a center. He's 35. He's 175 pounds soaking wet, but he's the one guy you can trust on the wing to get pucks out, to make those simple plays and do little details. And he's referring to Derek Ryan, and people say, oh, Stoffer, you're pumping the tires of the U of A guy. You watching the games? The guy that makes the fewest amount of mistakes and commits to playing, quote unquote, the right way. I want to read a text because from Haji. He has to. You bring up a great point, though, Bob, because he's been forced to throughout his career. We've had these conversations with Derek Green. This guy was an offensive guy his entire career until he made the NHL. And don't get me wrong, he's still an offensive guy, he still has tremendous skill. But he has had to morph and change his game so that he can stick around and have a great career starting late in the National Hockey League. So that is a player right there. I mean, I watched this guy, okay? Derek he does everything in his power to be the best that he can possibly be. He's a great pro. He really is. I mean, he's wearing the tight sleeves on the plane. You know, he's trying to recover his legs every time. He eats very well. He's lean. He's in great shape. He takes care of the things that he can take care of so that he can go out there and perform the best he can. And he's limited. He's not the biggest guy. But he's quick, he's smart, and he's tenacious. And you're right. He does make good plays. He makes smart, good plays. And to me, more guys can take a page from him. And I know that I know that this team right now, a lot of times get into trouble, and they got into trouble last night again, pushing the issue and giving out up, outnumbered rushes again. And I know we've talked yeah. about this. It's a broken record. You over and over and over again. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You, I'm, I'm, you just can't win if you're going to do that. You cannot win this league. Yeah, you might scrape by, and you might get lucky and get some saves, or a guy might miss the net, and you might get a couple good good goals and, and create more because they are creating a lot. And I don't think that has to suffer that much in the system. I really don't. I just think that this team is programmed to play that way, and I'm all for them running and gunning. I'm all for them being aggressive, but at the right times, Bob, at the right times. You have to, Louis, you have to understand. The worst was way. the echo. The Echo yeah. turnover at the blue line. Connor Brown, there's two forwards up with Echo. Echo doesn't make the simple play and put the puck in the net. He forces a pass. Connor Brown skating a million miles an hour. He wants to get in on the play. He blows a wheel and they come back and they got a two on one. Bouchard defends it decently while it still ends up in the net. I'm just like, what the are you guys doing? Like that, yeah, like that is, is basic. It's helter skelter. It's it's unbelievable. It really is. They're, they are so discombobulated right now. It's concerning to me. This is what I'm saying to you. It's concerning to me because they have the people in that room to buckle this down and play a more efficient, disciplined, hard game to make it more difficult on the opposition. There's, you cannot flare away and expect the puck to come. 
You cannot flare away from the net and think maybe this puck's going to come here. You have to be certain. And good teams are certain in the defensive zone. Yes, I understand there's anticipation with good sticks and taking off lanes and all that, if you're in the right position. But if you're going to flare off in abandoned areas where the danger zones are, thinking that you're going to go on the offense, you can't think that way when things are happening right now to the Edmonton Oilers that they are. You have to change the way you play. And I know people are like, hey, don't change. You know what? This is a team that you know has to be offensive. They are offensive enough. They are offensive enough. They have to be comfortable in the crunch, comfortable in the grind. And I just saw a team display it and a couple other teams in the East that just beat them, Florida and Tampa, and it was a grindy, smothering, tight-checking games that you have to create your opportunities out of outworking and out-battling the opposition. Simple as that. So if you have that mentality right there, we're going to try and outwork the opposition. It's not easy, but that's what your mentality is. Number two, we're going to out-battle them. We're going to win more pucks than we lose. Simple as that. Use our bodies, use our sticks, use our smarts in that regard, and win more pucks, and then just make good decisions. But think from the defensive side out to the offensive side, there's a ton of talent on this team that can score goals. And when the game gets rolling and it starts to open up and you start to feel comfortable and get loose, this team will score. I have no no doubt that this team will score. The problem is they need to really buckle down the defensive zone. And it's going to take everybody, Bob. I don't want to point the finger at the goaltender. I don't want to point the finger at the it's everybody. I don't want to. It's everybody, including the forwards, in my opinion, who seem to get a little bit of a break in this regard. But forwards can do a lot of damage on the defensive side by not being in the right position, by not being oh, back, by not backtracking hard enough, by flaring away from the front of the net, by not stopping in front, by not taking a stick. There's a lot of little things you can do that create a great defensive structure, and the forwards are very And we very, can very prove important. it, Louie. We can prove it right now with the team the Oilers are playing. Like, you're watching Boston. It's unreal what they've done, especially since they've lost you know, the best two-way centerman in the league and Patrice Bergeron, as well as Krejci. Nobody, but Boston has a way of playing. But maybe people go, well, it's Boston. They were record-setting last year. Okay, I'll show you a team that's committed to defense and that's some numbers that are going to shock people. The Washington Capitals are 10-4-2. and They've won five straight games. They're 32nd, dead last. Remember how great their power play used to be? They They're at 6.7%. They're yeah. 29th in goals four and 32nd on the power play. But, they're but because they're seventh in goals, goals against, against, they're 10-4-2. Yeah. Yeah. But actual goals against, they're fourth best in the National Hockey League. So if that doesn't tell you exactly how you win hockey games, I don't know what does. Now, they've got some goal pending for Lindgren. Kemper's had a little bit of a down year. He's, he, he's had some numbers. He does have some wins, though. But this is a team that's kind of buckled down because they've had to. They've had to with the players they've lost, especially Baxter. Kuznetsov's been in and out of the lineup the last couple of years. Um, you know, you look at those two guys, those are two pivots right there that are dynamic offensive players, simply are. And I know Kuznetsov they don't have it for tomorrow. But, you know, here's the thing. Like, they, they've done it by committee. They have a strong defense. But when I look at the defense of the Washington Capitals and then I look at the defense of the Edmonton Oilers, are they really that much better than Edmonton's defense? No. Exactly. Like I look at I look at these rosters and I say, okay, if you're honestly comparing apples like apples to apples, oranges to oranges, you go down the lineup boards, down the lineup D, down the lineup goaltenders, you look at it and go, okay, 
yeah, there's going to be some wins on one side, but there's certainly wins on the other. And that's why I think people are looking at this team and saying, okay, when is it going to click? When is it going to click for this team? When are they going to figure it out? Because when you do that, when you break down a team compared to another team, I, I tell you what, a lot of times you're going to be picking Edmonton. You're going to look at that roster and say, yeah, I'll take that one. Simple as that. And But I think they just need to come together and do it as a team. I really do. And I, I know there's frustrations, and that frustration can creep in. We saw it early in the year. It fractures a bit. I really, truly believe that happened. But we saw them also pull together. A coaching change, we've talked about it, is never a good situation in a team. It's just never a good situation. Yeah, some guys might like it. I'm not saying anybody did on this team or who they were. I'm just saying... It's a different situation. Maybe you get a different look. There's a lot that won't like it because they like their coach respectively that was there. And they understand that it's really on them. It's really on the players. It truly is. And and I've been through coaching changes myself, and I've thought that way every single time. We could have done better. We could have certainly done better to help that coach out, but we could have certainly done better to help ourselves. And I just think... I got one more for you, just on the coach, Louie, and we'll leave it at this. We had a couple texts saying, Jay Woodcroft must be laughing right now. Jay Woodcroft is not laughing. I don't think so. I don't think he's laughing. Because he cares about the players on the team. And he knows they're yeah. pained. And even though, you know, if you're Jay and you're Dave Manson, you're probably thinking, hey, man, we had a 643 winning percentage. We got off to a poor start. I know it's a results-driven business. Bit this of a quick a pull there. we live in, Bob. This is a wacky world we live in. It, it is. But I, I know I, enough about Jay and Dave. They're yeah, hurting no. for their players. Yeah. I know absolutely. that. They want to see them be successful. I told you many times I sat beside guys in the room and I was very good friends with guys in the room that could most likely take my job in the lineup on a respective night. And I could take their job on a, on a respective night as well. But we still fought for one another and we were still very good friends. It's the dynamic of the league. It's a cutthroat league, but it's a really small league. And it's a small league not just on the ice, but off it as well. So this it, it's ever-evolving, ever-moving, but you see a lot of the same people refocus, re-come around, different, different organizations, different situations, return to an organization has happened many, many times. So, it, yes, you're disappointed, but at the same time, you want nothing but the best for anybody. That you yeah. Okay, great stuff, Louie. Hey, bring your credit card for 9 o'clock, okay? Yeah, <laughs> sounds good, bud. That's Louis DeBrus for our friends at GCL Diesel, uh, providing service, genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices for over 50 years. Visit GCLDiesel.com. Guests and orders now receive gift cards to Japanese Village, now open for lunch at Edmonton South and West Edmonton Mall. An afternoon celebration for the census. Visit JVEdmonton.ca. Brendan Escott will have the prospect report. I'm going to bang off a text as well when we return on orders now. Final couple days of Black Friday at Brent Ridge Ford until November the 28th. What does that mean? Oilers Now listeners get discounts of up to $12,500 on F-150s. Plus, they still get the quality service uh, that has earned Brent Ridge the Ford President's Award for customer satisfaction the last nine years in a row. If you want to be treated fairly during your purchase and receive top shelf service afterwards, call our friends Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the team at Brent Ridge Ford, 780-352-6048. Remember, cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Brendan Escott's got the Oilers Now Prospect Report. It's presented twice weekly on the show by Reface Magic. Save money on your kitchen renovation. Don't replace. Reface. I struggle with this microphone for some reason. Um, okay, so Matt Capone really is becoming the story of this. I'll get to Brady Stonehouse in a second, but uh, he's a late-round pick by Edmonton. Seventh round in last year's draft. Not 
playing at a huge NCAA school. He's at Merrimack College, but uh, he's up over a point per game, 13 points in 11 games for him. Uh, not bad for, as I say, something that's starting to uh, maybe matriculate into a, a rare late-round prospect for this uh, franchise. And then Stonehouse, who didn't have uh, a draft selection, he was a signee out of training camp. He's on pace for 29 goals and 54 points now through 19 games with the Ottawa 67s. Yeah, y'all see the 30-goal mark. Haji has texted us. He says, Bob, I have been ignoring my boycott of Oilers now since the time change to chime in on this year's Oilers as my family will no longer listen to me vent. There's an old adage that winners practice with the same intensity they play with. Everybody knows that in reality, this is not practical. Unfortunately, the Oilers are playing games with the same intensity and physicality that most other teams practice with. Opposition teams, says Haji, own both net front and almost cycle at will against the Oilers, watching Connor et al. get mauled in front of the opposition's net while the Oilers defenders consistently remain passive and they focus on the puck while basically ignoring the bevy of opponents in front of the Oilers' goal has me bewildered. Of course, goaltending has let the team down, uh, but when watching the Oilers' tenders, they are tentative and they play far too deep in the net as they have zero faith in the Oilers' players' ability to stop cross-size passes or prevent the opposition from receiving those passes. I know we've harped and harped and harped about the lack of truculence and gamesmanship in last year's team, uh, even with Costin in the lineup. But after 18 games this year, I would kill for last year's team's physicality. This team is built to win in the QMJHL, not the NHL. Wow. David Bowles up next with a global news weather traffic update. Alan May when we return on Orders Now.